Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, your host, Kimberly Bermel Bonatti, and co-host Ethan Euchre and Jeff Wagstaff. Thank you for listening to American Medicine Today, where we continue to social distance. I'm alongside Ethan Euchre, Jeff Wagstaff, and world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Benatti. To save America and the world, conservatives must first answer one very important question. Why do the vast majority of Christian African Americans vote for the atheist, anti-Christian, liberal Democrat Party? Well, a new book seeks to answer that very question. Joining us right now is Vincent Everett Ellison, author of The Iron Triangle, Inside the Liberal Democrat Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians and America in Their Quest for Power and How We Can Defeat Them. Thank you for being with us, Vincent. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Now, Vince, uh, we've often discussed on the show how crazy it is that African Americans are almost expected to vote Democrat when every city that's crime-ridden, poverty-stricken, uh, riddled with drug problems and violence, are run by Democrats. Why do you think that is? Well, first, let me tell you a little bit about my story and how I got here. Uh, I was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee. My father was a sharecropper, and um, mm. he decided that he was going to aspire and, and rob above his position. And he started uh, working in the insurance industry, and he became profitable there and became very, very um, a very, very respected and powerful man in our community. And we all went to college, and my siblings and I lived a pretty good life uh, in a, in a, after, after he started doing that. And uh, I thought we had overcome. This was the late 80s. And then I uh, got into, after college, I started working in a prison in South Carolina. And my eyes were open, and I saw that we started reverting. I understood that we were, I was locking up the children of the welfare state, children of the civil rights movement. And I started asking the black intelligentsia what was going on, why are we going backwards? And they, of course, told me it was those evil, rich, white Republicans that were doing it. So I decided to resign my post, and I started a nonprofit to go down to the black community to um, nail these evil, rich, white Republicans to the wall. But I found something very interesting when I got there. I found no evil, rich, white Republicans anywhere in the black community. You see a leprechaun before you saw one. But I did see these three entities getting a lot of money from the, uh, from, from the, from the chaos. And I call this group the Iron Triangle. And they are most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. The sad thing about it is that they're the people that the black community has turned on to trust. But they found, but they come found, but they turned to be our traitors, and they always have been. And they are being paid by rich white liberals to one end. And it is to ensure that black people vote Democrat for, the, for, uh, for over 90% in, uh, Democrat in every election, every two years. And it's a playoff of the old plantation system. Uh, the mm-hmm. antebellum South plantation system, where the uh, house house Negroes were, or were 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 supported by the masters to make sure that the field Negroes stayed in line, and it's just a variation on the theme. And the Democratic Party has always used violence, intimidation, fear to get what they wanted. And and on top of that, the GOP and the conservatives just don't show up. There's an old ball billion term. 
says 90% of any gig is just showing up. And right now, the last Republican that's ever shown up to talk to the black, black people straight was Ronald Reagan. I mean, not Ronald Reagan. I mean, Donald Trump. And the one before him was Abraham Lincoln. And so black people have had no choice but liberals and ultra-liberals over the past 50, 60 years in our community. And that's because the conservatives don't show up. And the Iron Triangle, who is the conduit between the rich white liberals, controls the whole thing through fear, violence, and intimidation. Vincent, thank you for sharing that overview with us, because it really set the tone for this conversation. As somebody who grew up very average, I grew up in St. Louis. The high school that I went to was 50% white, 50% black. The black folks that I grew up with were hardworking, were conservative by nature, especially the very strong African-American women in the community. And I could never understand how those same conservative people that I grew up with were always, as Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I just don't understand that disconnect when black folks tend to be conservative in their very being, yet politically, they always fall liberal. Well, they, they've been told by the uh, intelligentsia in our community, really the people that we trust, and they got this trust through the civil rights movement. And the civil rights movement, uh, in, 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 in many ways, we have no reason to even, um, um, uh, I mean, we, 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 we look at it so romantically and, and we give it so much credit. But when you look at it on the average and ask, what did we gain from it? What did black people gain? I question that. I mean, what, what did we gain? Uh, the family's broken down. We, uh, the, before the civil rights movement, 85% of the children were born in two-parent families. Now 80% are born out of wedlock. Our, our, our educational system's been destroyed. In Brown versus Board of Education, they could not prove that the black schools were not educating black children. And understand this, that, that the Brown versus Board of Education said that black people were inferior. And that's why they need to integrate with white children to cure their inferiority. And guess who told the Supreme Court that black children were inferior? It was the NAACP with the Kenneth Clark doll test. It wasn't the uh, uh, defendants, the white defendants that were trying to keep black people out of schools. No, Plessy versus Ferguson said that we were equal. It was Brown that said that we were inferior. And the NAACP were the ones that brought the evidence to the court and told the court that blacks were inferior to whites and that we need to integrate secure our inferiority. And then in the civil rights movement, when Dr. King gave that great, I have a green speech. I'm listening to it because I'm wondering why Kaepernick and all these guys are kneeling. So I go to the Rain Motel and it's a museum now. And as I sat there and I heard King give this speech, I've heard it a thousand times. I heard something in context that I had not heard before. He said, 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. Now think about that. And we have our children every year giving that speech in classrooms all over America saying 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is, that is a lie and it is a front. Because according to John Locke in his Second Treaties of Government and Thomas Jefferson, who borrowed this from Locke in our, in our Declaration of Independence, freedom is an unalienable right given to you by God, not by government. And a compounded and unalienable right is irrevocable, non-transferable. It is unsellable. You do not go to government for it. It is yours by right. And they told us during that movement that we were supposed to go to government before that movement. We had Joe Lewis become champion without a march. We had Jackie Robinson doing the baseball without a march. We integrated the NBA and, 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 and the NFL without a march. Tus uh, Tuskegee Institute had produced more black had to produce more millionaires than Harvard, Princeton, and Yale combined. Hey Vince, on that note, I wanted to ask you, what is it going to take to open the eyes of 
not not even just the black community, but all minorities, Latinos, Asians, everyone, what's it gonna take to open their eyes to realize how detrimental it is to vote Democrat? Because the Democrats are the ones keeping them down. Well, we have to go back to what Jesus told us to do. This is not a government problem. See, uh, conservatives are acting like liberals now. We expect government to do what we're supposed to do. Uh, Christ gave us a great commission right before he went to heaven. He said, take this gospel and spread it here in Jerusalem. He said, start here in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and then throughout the world. He said, start home. 85% of black people and Hispanics say they're Christian. And I remember when I was a boy and I was at this funeral and uh, this, 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 it was this family friend that had died and the, the, the young man was a pure man. He was in his early 20s just as I was. And my father and I went to the funeral and the boy was crying and flailing about at the funeral, just acting fool. They had to carry him out of the church, and my father was angry. He said, Vince, come with me, and I walked outside, and the people were fanning him and fawning all over him, telling him to stop. My daddy walked up to him and grabbed him and slapped him right in his mouth. And Robert, <laughs> cut this mess out. Wipe your face. Your daddy's in there dead. Remember who you are. Go in there and sit down and be a man, and I want to see another tear come out of your face. I know your daddy. He'd be ashamed of you. And Robert went in there and sat down like a man, and he never said another tear. We have to grab them and shake them and remind them who they are. You say you are a Christian. I didn't say it. You said it. If you are a Christian, you cannot be a victim. I am an heir of Jesus Christ. I cannot be a victim. If you are a Christian white man, you shall not be, you shouldn't live in condemnation because there's no condemnation in Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian, you cannot be living in jealousy, envy, covetousness, and you should not be at all concerned about how other men view you. We are not concerned about man. We're concerned about how God views us. So to march in the street to try to get some man to view me in some way is an anathema to my belief system. I love you, but I don't care if you love me. I love you, and you can't stop me from loving you. I don't care if you love me or not because I'm not going to change myself for anyone. This is what we tell them. Y'all have to stop apologizing for something you had nothing to do with 150 years ago like slavery. And when one of these people come up, you talk about white supremacy and, and, and white privilege, you look in his eyes and say, you are a slave looking for a master. And I refuse to be your master. I will help you exercise your freedom as a man and as a citizen of this nation. You tell them if you want a master, go to one of your liberal friends who are masters. That's what you tell them. And when you tell it, have a gun by your side. So if you try to, try to do something, you deal with it. There are three ways you become successful in America. Number one, practice your religion, whether it be Jewish, Muslim, Christian. doesn't matter. If you practice it well, you're a good man. Number two, get yourself a skill where you are so good at what you do. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. Mechanic, HVAC man, cook, uh, a carpenter, doctor, lawyer, it will not matter. If your skill is needed, they're going to pay you for it. And then third, arm yourself with knowledge for the wise man and a gun for the fool. <laughs> I love that. With hey, knowledge Vince, uh, and with power. And then you walk confidently in the direction of your dreams, and you will be a success in America. All right. Vincent, you can only answer that with amen. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Amen to that. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show to talk about something so powerful. Thank you, Vincent Everett Ellison for being on the show and discussing your book, The Iron Triangle. Um, again, they can find God bless you. On Amazon or, or go to my website at irontrianglebook.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show.
Take care. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Make sure you stay tuned. Coming up after the break, you'll hear what's new in American medicine today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.